Hey there, Michael Griffiths here, founder of Referral Marketing Guru, and welcome to this week's Get More Referrals Today podcast. Uh, we've had a bit of a theme over the last month or so, me introducing you to amazing people. And uh, I've got another one. And today, I'm going to share with you someone who I met before, probably about two, nearly three years ago. And every time I pop over to the US, I try my hardest to make sure that I always catch up with this person because I leave the conversation feeling like I'm the most dumbest person there is on the planet just because the wisdom, the knowledge, the simplicity of how George talks and his insights and his, like, we were just speaking before we hit record and I could have just had that conversation going for another hour. It, it's just exciting to bring you such quality people. So before I do, just remember, hey, we don't run ads for our podcast. We don't use sponsors. Uh, it's really simple. If you really enjoy the conversations that we have with the amazing people, make sure you check them out and make sure you share it. That's the fee. It's really simple. Just share the podcast with other great entrepreneurs, business owners, service providers that you know. So let's get stuck into this. Wherever you happen to be watching, wherever you happen to be listening, let me welcome onto our podcast, George Burnback, all the way from Seattle. Great to have you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's amazing out here right now. The summer's the best time of the year out here in Seattle. We have the best six or eight weeks of summer anywhere in the States, but we're having a great time. I'm having a whole lot of fun, and I love catching up with you because your energy is infectious. So I, I leave here so jazzed up, and, and I promise you I'm going to take what you teach me today and I'm going to turn it into two referrals next week. I promise it'll work. It happens every time. You're like a good luck charm when it comes to me getting referrals in the business. I love it. Fantastic. So we were just speaking off air before, and we won't go much into here, but it really sums you up. Um, so we, we get on, and you're smiling in your bubbly face, and I wouldn't think anything's different in, in your world that you're smashing it. And, and you go, um, yeah, my wife's had COVID for the last sort of eight days and she's upstairs and has a temperature well beyond. And we've been to the medical um, room a couple of times in the last week. And I like, and, and yet here you are in the middle of all of that, still smiling, still happy, going, yeah, I want to come and I want to talk to you guys and I want to give. And I was thinking, that just sums you up. That, that really, no matter what is happening in life, you're like, okay, it's happening. We've got a solution. We'll do the very best. There's nothing I can do really right now. So what else can I be doing? And I just think, where does that come from? So let's start there. Where does that way of thinking come from? All right. Well, I mean, that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, my wife is currently in isolation upstairs in my house. We haven't left this house in nine days. She has eight days of symptoms and 12 days since exposure. So we're doing everything we need to do and she's having a real rough go of it. But life doesn't stop. If I look out the window, the birds are still going by, cars are driving by, people are still going to work. So it's not that our contribution to the world ever changes. It's just that the situation that we're in right now is a little more challenging than we'd like it to be. But we're gonna work through that. We're gonna come out of it and we'll come out of it stronger because as we're going through a process, we're doing two things. We're testing what we're already doing. 
are the food programs, the exercise programs, all of the things that we thought were the right things. We're testing them. Are they working? And for those we find as a weak link, we're pivoting and we're increasing our ability to adapt and change and get on the right trajectory moving forward. So one of the things about me that I've always had since I was a child when I was running a special operations team in the Marine Corps in, the, in America, or just running in business, is you understand that there is no real starting point. There's what we've been doing, there's where we are, and there's where we wanna be. And everything in the future is either fear or hope. And fear and hope are kind of the same emotion, one's positive, one's negative. But nothing in the future is known. The Vikings had it wrong. Everything wasn't already figured out, you know? So all we can say is we're not at the start of a project. We're in the middle of a process. What I did in the last 30 days or six months or three years got me here. What pivot do I have to make today in order to get on the right trajectory for the next period of time? I have found tremendous success by always seeing myself in the middle of a process. Now, this is hard to wrap your head around. It really is hard on the ego, what, what I'm about to say. What you're actually committed to is what you currently have. The body that you're committed to having is the body you currently have. The health that you're committed to is the health you currently have, with some exception, but primarily it's, it's right. If we go the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule, then we'd say, pretty much 90% of the time, whatever you're actually committed to, not your public persona, what you want people to think you're committed to, but what you're actually committed to is what you have, you see? So take a look around, look at your money, look at your friends, look at the situation we're in. Some things catch you out of the blue. You can't outrun a virus. If you've ever caught a cold, you know you can't outrun a virus because we never tried to get a cold. But now that we have it, we're in the process. Let's just work through the process in a better way. As far as that relates to business like this, just because I'm going through a tough time doesn't mean there isn't something in my head that's gonna help someone else tackle a goal, jump a hurdle, go in, under, around, or through a barrier. So yeah, I don't stop. I just keep going, trying to help and help and help. And by helping other people, it's given me a whole lot of success and fun. Yeah, love it, love it. We could finish right there. <laughs> and we'd be done. I, I, I'm already ready to go. Um, let's get some bit of background. There's a lot of people who are very watching, listening to this right now, going, okay, he's already blowing me away. Who's this George guy? Give us a bit of backstory. All right. Well, my name's George Bernbach. Um, I've been doing what I do for about 30 years. And most people in this coaching world, in the communication world, they may have a great idea for a couple of years and they kind of fade away. But that's because it's built on a trend or hype, and I don't do that. I've studied neuropsychiatry, neuro, or neuropsychology, um, brain dynamics, neurotransmitter level communication. I've run $4 million clinics as the lead of those businesses, as well as coached hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands at this point, move through this process. But instead of buying the shiny new thing, instead of saying, this is the new trend, we go the other way. We take a look at how the brain actually makes decisions. And then we teach you how to communicate in a way that every conversation you have brings you a profit 
in one of four resources because there are only four resources in the, in the world. We have time, time is time, money, obviously money, energy, which is actually what is holding your attention, and then effort. And effort is a balance between friction and flow, right? Is it hard to do or is it easy to do? More importantly, does it feel hard to do or does it feel easy to do? You know, in marketing, we always say, if you wanna sell the steak, sell the sizzle. But that's not really true. In order to really get someone into your idea with no buyer's remorse, you have to sell how they feel or will feel when they're holding that state. You made the decision. You have to land on logic. And when you land on logic, they go home and they can argue why they made the decision. So what I do is I build conversation models not scripts, but the actual neuropsychology that goes behind the model. So you can use your own personality and your own language and you can never mess up the words. You'll never be tongue tied again by following these models. So I built four of my own clinics using these models. We've coached hundreds of people using these models. They're a whole lot of fun. In fact, just this morning, I got a great message where we took this young doctor from $13,000 collected a month to $84,000 collected a month in about two years. And that's fun because when you are in alignment with your values and your vision, when you're transparent on your values, because you're not trying to sell someone some fancy script, you're just being you, using models that work for the brain the way the brain's naturally designed to listen to communication, pretty much everyone says, okay. And they say, I want to be part of it. And if we can keep your values transparent, then people can trust you. And when you have good communication models and ethical, transparent values, there's no stopping you. It doesn't matter what business you're in. It all works. Love it. And it's why we get along so well. Um, just simply, we both are fascinated by, by the brain and human behavior. And as we talk all the time, when we talk about human marketing, and as much as we love to go, yeah, we're unique and we're all individual and we're all special, and it's like, yeah, we're not. Um, <laughs> our primal instincts are all pretty much the same, and uh, the brain is there for survival, and there's some simple, pretty brain rules that operate. Uh, so I love it. Fantastic. So let's let's dive a little bit deeper into into this. And again, if you uh, are watching this on either our social platforms, on YouTube, you will see up on the screen right now, George's site, myprofitconversations.com. If you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean, then it is in the show notes. So make sure you just click the link below to be able to get to the website. So 100% conversations create opportunities it's just that simple opportunity to do anything yet for most people conversations scare the living daylights out of them talk to me a little bit about that why do you think most people are, are so afraid to actually get into conversations people don't understand the mechanics of a conversation and it's not like a fill in the blank like i help people with this get this by doing this that everyone likes to memorize you know, it's not just a fill in the blank conversation. Think of it like this. You grew up 
speaking Australian. That was your first language, right? Australian English, right? I could take you out of that environment for 50 years. I could force you to live in a single room schoolhouse in Japan. Now you'd learn Japanese in the process, right? But I could stick you right back into an English speaking country and it would come back to you like that. The reason is you went through, you didn't even know you did this, but you went through a process called comprehensible learning. Comprehensible learning is where you acquire the language versus learn the language. When you learn a language in the modern day, just like so, so many coaches are trying to do to people, you're trying to teach this, teach that, memorize this, memorize that. And then the moment you get under stress, you can't do the recall because you didn't learn it in the right process. The right process is comprehensible learning. So we teach it through a concept and a model so that when you fall back on it, it's so basic, so logical, and so visual that you never, ever forget it, just like Australian, just like English. So I can take you out of your environment for decades and bring you right back and you'll still have your same communication style. Why do people get afraid of walking up to someone to say hi? Well, first of all, they're looking for the magic secret, super ninja trick script. They don't have a model to fall back on. So let me show you how communication works. Because I was thinking a lot about you the other day when we, when we chatted last week, especially as it relates to referrals. So let me show you how this works. This will be really fun, I think. There are five levels of rapport. In, in, and rapport will define as proximity and comfort. We're close enough to talk to each other and we can communicate, right? We're comfortable enough to communicate. So level one of rapport is one direction. I can talk to you, you don't wanna to talk to me. That's where the fear base is, right? Oh, go talk to that person about your product. Well, I don't know if they'll like it. And your self-esteem comes into play and your, your trust in yourself, your trust in your product. But that's level one. I'm willing to talk to you but they're not willing to talk to me. Now, one level up, conversation. I can talk to you, you can talk to me. But now the magic is level three, where I can change your action state through verbal communication. I could say, hey, Michael, raise your right hand. Or, hey, would you stand up? Hey, come on over here. Hey, grab me a glass of water, turn off the TV, whatever it is. That is the first level of empowered communication. Okay, that is where you have to trust yourself to be before you can ever feel confident in having a conversation with someone. Now, I'm gonna show you another one. Level four is nonverbal. That's when you walk into a library and someone looks at you and you stop talking. That's a trained level of communication. And then level five is agreement. It's like if you and I were in a relationship and we're traveling around the world, we're still playing by the same rules. I don't cheat on you, you don't cheat on me because we agreed. But the reason most people get nervous is they don't understand that rapport is a ladder. So now all we have to teach you is how do you go up that ladder? And it works brilliantly. There's a triangle. For those of you playing the home version of this game, draw a triangle. And at the top, write rapport. R-A-P-P-O-R-T. In the bottom corner, write experiences. And in the other corner, write values. So now we have a triangle. Rapport, experiences, and values. 
You can see it on my website, it explains it all. But on there, rapport, experiences, and values are the three pieces that form relationships. Rapport is how comfortable are we talking? Now, what do we talk about? Either experiences or values. Experiences are the things you actually lived through. I can talk to anyone who grew up in New York. We have that experience together. I can talk to anyone who went to Catholic school as a boy. I can talk to anyone who's in coaching. I can talk to anyone who teaches communication, anyone who was in the Marine Corps. You see, those are the experiences of our life. You actually lived through them. You have scars, either physical or emotional. If you fell off a horse, and I did, we have that in common. Values are things that are real to us. They're the, the pieces that change the way we make decisions. But we didn't necessarily have to live through all the things we believe in. Think of it like heaven and hell. You don't have to die to believe in heaven and hell. I don't have to see a child hurt to believe kids need to be protected. So values we may not have lived through, but they're important to us. Experiences we've lived through. And rapport is our willingness to communicate. If you understand that REV triangle and you and I want to become friends, I'm going to use that REV triangle in this way. First, I'm going to choose the level of rapport that we're at. If we've never met, we're at level one. Super easy. If we've met and you and I work together on a project, we're probably at level three. But I figure out where I am. I'm going to walk up and communicate with you and try to find a shared experience. If you're wearing a pair of running shoes and I'm wearing a pair of running shoes, we now have an experience in common. They don't have to be the same brand. I can say, hey, I love those shoes. Where'd you buy them? How many miles do you run? Or are they just walking shoes? And you'll say, oh man, I just got done with a fitness thing and I was running 6K a day. And I'm like, holy heck, Michael. See, all of a sudden we have a shared experience. Now our level of rapport goes up. And now we're talking more, our experience conversations go up. And eventually I find, about, I find out about what you believe in and our value triangle goes up. So this triangle that starts there expands. Now here's the magic of it though. Let's say you and I don't talk for a while. Our rapport goes down. We don't talk about experiences. We don't talk about values and it starts to shrink. So how do we fix it? We just pick one of those three and communicate about it again. And the whole thing expands. And it's a very dynamic theory. I wrote it like 20 years ago. And it, it's just, it's brilliant in the way of its simplicity, but it's never been shown to fail. So this is how I put it together for you. And I don't mean to ramble on, but I think this is really cool. I was thinking about referrals. And I decided that in order for me to get a referral, in order for me to really know someone where they would want to refer to me, I don't have to be jazzy or exciting. They just have to know me more than they know my profession. So we started thinking about a Ford network, like the car, F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, and desires. If I know those four things about someone, they've been proven to be a fantastic referral source. So if I say, oh yeah, that's Mike, he's from Australia, and you know we met a couple times, well, that doesn't mean much. But if I say, hey, that's Mike, I know this cool stuff about his family, I know what he does for a living and why he does it, 
I sure know what he likes to do when he's not working. And I know what's driving him crazy and what he wants. See, now we're friends. And that Ford network became such a wonderful marker for my clients where I gave them homework. One person every three days, they have to learn F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, and desire, about one person every three days. And that's why our average clients are going up 100 grand a year. You see, they're just booming because they know this stuff that stimulates those referrals magically. Yeah, love it, love it. So you're the one who turned me on to like focus on referrals. So I'm doing it. <laughs> so I'm going to just join a few dots here for, for our networks and, and for the people who listen to this podcast. It's You can see from what George has just said why we talk about front of mind and personal engagement being so important. Because it's the triangle. It doesn't, it can't expand if you're not front of mind. Right. We go, hey, you've forgotten within every 45 days. Not because they want to forget you, but because life is so busy. And if they've now got someone else in their life who is talking about their family and talking about their desires and talking about what's important to them, well, unfortunately, the brain goes, hold on, you and I relationship on this ladder isn't quite as important as this other person. See, they're not consciously choosing to make that decision. It just happens, and you can start to see some science to why it just happens. Um, we talk all the time around hey, back when we didn't have social media, and I think the financial industry was probably the banking industry was the best of it. The Friday long lunch, the Friday lunch that would then go on till 5, 6, right. 3 a.m. the next morning. And what were they doing? They were doing the Ford methodology. That's all they were doing. Uh, because the more you got out there and the more you hung out and the more you probably had a bit more alcohol than what you should have, but you get into those conversations. You get into really knowing each other. Now, I'm not suggesting go and bring back the long lunch and go have lunch at 12 o'clock and get home Saturday morning at 3 a.m., but you can start to see there's actually science behind why these things work. We've talked, oh, I don't know how much over the last few months, around people refer when you evoke a positive emotion through the experiences you have with them. So it's not luck. Like you don't need to remember scripts. You don't need to remember these stepping stones. I'm going to get George to weigh in on this shortly, and this is completely off the cuff, but I already sort of have half an idea where he's going to go with it. Um, when, when you think of these days, and it frustrates a living daylights out of me, people who jump on a social media behind a keyboard and send you these three-page essays about this is what I do and you need to do this and you need to do that. And it's like... You don't even know me, let alone know whether I've got the pain point, you moron. But you can start to see why that doesn't work. Should you be reaching out and creating conversations through social platforms? A million percent. But there is a right way to do it. And with just what George has just shown you then in terms of the ladder, in terms of rapport, experiences, values, you can start to see that you can either decide to spam cold message people, no different to knocking on doors, have fun with that, or you can actually do it the right way and start to be profitable in your conversations. Talk to me a bit about that. Let's go down this path where so many people now believe and they, they coach people on this. 
to jump onto social and just reach out to 100 people and then send them this message of what you do and under the umbrella of we're adding value. Garbage, yeah. you're not adding a thing. Oh, we're friends with some of those people. We are. And, <laughs> you know, um, Michael, you and I were having lunch, man, 18 months ago, two years ago, down in Santa Monica. And you said something to me that resonated really strongly. You said people refer to people. And a lot of times when you look at LinkedIn, people are trying to refer to professions. They're trying to say, you know, go to the dentist or go to the chiropractor or go to the coach or go to the grocery store. Referring to professions is something that used to happen back in the 1970s, right? When I was growing up, right? I was in grade school in the 1970s. And people would refer to professions. Go see a doctor. It doesn't happen anymore. As you so perfectly put it, people refer to people. So why do they refer to the people that they do? They refer to the people they trust. And in order to get trust, you need transparency. That's what things like the REV cycle does. You learn a little bit about who they are by shared experiences. If you and I are, say I started dating someone, my wife wouldn't be so thrilled, but let's say we just did this, right? If I started dating someone, you start off with, hey, I find you attractive, they find you attractive, and then you start talking. And over the course of a few days or dates, you learn about their values. And if they're transparent with those values, you learn to trust them and the relationship goes forward. This is why when you think you know someone and they lie to you, they fractured the value transparency. That's what hurts. So when we're trying to get more referrals, we want to be wide open and transparent with who we are, what we do, how we're going to do it, because then someone looks at that and says, you know what, that makes sense to me. I'm not excited by it because it's exciting. I'm excited by it and it's logical. I can trust that. Most people don't show enough transparency on their process before they try to get someone into the process. So the person can buy on excitement, but then they get buyer's remorse as soon as you're out of their influence. If we can be more transparent, then I can say, I want to refer you to Michael's program because this is how he takes care of people. See, that's in alignment with my values. And when you make a referral based on your own values that you want to share with a client, they're going to not only take on that referral, but they're going to be thrilled in the process because I'm referring you into a value that has worked for me, that this other company or coach provides. And now, all they have to do is keep being them. They don't have to try hard and they're going to give the best service ever. And then that is going to turn into another value-based referral. We should write a book called value-based referrals. I'm going to reach out to you once we finish here. <laughs> uh, we, we could literally talk on this, I reckon, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, this is um, a nice topic. It's if, if we just went, if you're going to have great conversations knowing conversations equals opportunities so whether yeah. that's opportunities to get new referral sources whether that's opportunities to get exposure and be on people's podcasts or webinars or speak at their events whether that's opportunities to get new clients whether that's opportunities for your clients to refer whether it's just opportunities to inspire other people nothing happens unless you have a conversation so what are three things? Let's just leave us with, with three things that we should focus on 
if we're going to use conversations to create opportunities? What, what three things would you suggest to us? Well, one of the big conversation pieces to understand is that it's really hard to train a dog that isn't food motivated. And that's because if someone doesn't want something for themselves, it's really hard to move them forward. If you don't have a destination in mind, it doesn't matter what direction you go in. So one of the very first things we want to do is we want to do what's called a positional history. A positional history is where I just walk up and say, hey, Michael, what are you up against? Or what are you excited about? Or what are you doing? Just some what question, like what? You know, so, hey, what's going on? Oh, I've got a headache. I'm so sorry you're dealing with that headache. How long has that been going on? Oh, man, six to eight months. I'm so sorry. What have you done up until now to try to fix it? Well, I've tried this and this and this and this. Well, why do you think that didn't work? I don't know. And in that point, you just won the hierarchical shift, if we're calling it a win, but you just made a hierarchical shift where they're now the deliverer of information and you're the puzzle solver. A WHWW, right? What's going on? How long has it been going on? What have you done up until now to try to fix it? And why do you think it didn't work? Watch how this works with coaching. Hey, what's going on with your business? Oh, man, I just don't have enough new business. Well, how long has that been a problem? The moment you put it on a timeline, it becomes real to them. You see, we only get 30,000 days on the planet. That's about 84 and a half years old. People are acutely aware of time. It's the only resource we all have in common. So how long has that been going on? Six months. Well, what have you tried so far to fix it? Well, I've tried email, I've tried text messages, I bought the next shiny new book that tells me everything will be okay. Well, why do you think that stuff didn't work for you? It sounds reasonable. I don't know. All right, well, based on what you've done, I think I have a good understanding of the problem. What do you say we take this step followed by that step and let's measure the change? Let's see how you react to it. Perfect, let's do that. All of a sudden, you gain momentum. Now, I'm not asking you to trust me today. I'm asking you to allow me to facilitate the beginning of momentum in a direction that you actually want. And then we'll go through a trust-based transformation as we work through this rapport, experience, and value cycle. And that's called a trust-based transformation. You will learn to trust me. I will learn to trust you. And now we're in it together and the referrals pour in because you're sitting here going, no one has ever led me this way before and your values and my values line up. So the first thing, you asked me for three, right? The first one is you have to get into a conversation pattern that you can actually find out what they want, what they've done and why it's failed so far for them. Number two is you have to be transparent with your values and just say, look, based on everything you're saying, if I was in your shoes, this is what I would have done because this is the values I would have approached it with. Walk me through your thinking on what you did. And that gives them the respect of saying, you're not a bad guy because you haven't made it yet. Just show me what you did. And they go, well, let me show you what I did. Now you're working together. You take two boys who are arguing all the time, put them on a project to work together. Over a couple hours, they'll learn to participate and work well together. You see, it's just the way it works. And then number three is always check on the process, even a conversation. Hey, where are we on this project? 
is much better than, hey, is that done yet? Where are we in the process? You know, there's, there's a win-win question that you can use. Hey, what would have to happen in order for you to trust this? What would have to happen in order to blank, fill in the blank, right? What would have to happen for you to take a look at this program? What would have to happen for you and I to get on a podcast together? See, the more specific you are, the more specific their imagination will provide results to. But if we were saying, give me the three strongest things, number one, get a positional history where you find out what they want. Number two, be transparent with their values. Otherwise, you're going to be selling. And if you, and if you ever feel like you're selling, you're doing it wrong. You know? And number three, always check the process. Because we're always in the middle of the goal. We're in the middle. We're never at the beginning. The only time you were at the beginning was the first day of your life. We're always in the middle. What did we do to get here? What pivot do we have to make to get there? Right? And then it all works. It, it, I don't want to make it sound easy, but it is simple because it's the way the brain makes a decision. And I'll leave you with this. There are four elements that you have to know. Your brain looks for problems because otherwise you wouldn't do anything. It looks for a problem and then it looks for a solution. And once it spots a solution, it's going to validate it. Is it safe or not safe? And then it chooses to act or not to act. But if you can't spot a problem that they want to change, you just want it more than them. And it's hard to care about someone else's business more than they do. But if they want something, then I'm just going to facilitate. I'm going to be your Sherpa facilitating your journey. And I'm going to show you how to just talk to people so you don't have to buy more stuff. And we'll just do it with the resources you already have. Love it. Love it. George, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, MyProfitConversations.com is where you will start getting a little bit more of this magic. Um, uh, we're going to have you back again um, in the not-too-distant future because we could go down so many different paths. I reckon I could just do a whole year's worth of podcasts just with you and we probably still wouldn't even get done. Uh, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insights. Make sure you go uh, find George uh, on social media from his website, myprofitconversations.com. And again, sir, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, my mind is now, I've got so much to do. It's Saturday morning here when we're recording this. And yet I feel like I want the day just to, to be spent for me to do things so that that's the inspiration you've been able to give. So really appreciate it. Uh, guys, thank you so much for jumping on and joining us. This is the Get More Referrals Today podcast. Remember, uh, if you've really appreciated this, make sure you go show George some love and make sure you share it. Uh, get it out to, to uh, your business colleagues, your business friends, and uh, it's the best way that we can inspire and make a greater impact to more people in the business community. Till next time, guys, take care, and I'll speak to you real soon. See you later, all.